0: Trust the movement. I negate
1: the chaos. Uplift the negative. I'll show up at the table again and again. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio. Conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with Jason Orabella and Josephine Duffy, volunteers with Red Bird Books to Prisoners. Jason Orbella Orabella is an Ohio State University alumni who has been volunteering with Redbird for over a decade now. Outside of his passion for prison activism, Jason enjoys gardening, hiking, and identifying wildlife native to Ohio. Josephine, or JD, Josephine Duffy, is a student at The Ohio State University pursuing a master's in environmental science. She began volunteering with prison book programs during her time as an undergraduate at the University of Illinois, where she spent three years working with Books to Prisoners Urbana-Champaign to provide free books to incarcerated readers throughout Illinois. Determined to stay involved with the mission after moving to Columbus, she started volunteering with Redbird and has been involved with the organization for over a year. Redbird Books to Prisoners has been packing books in Columbus since 2011. They send books free of charge to prisoners incarcerated in both Ohio and West Virginia. They also have an extensive catalog of zines or pamphlets on various subjects that prisoners can also request. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio. Thank you. I notice you both have a strong focus in the environmental world. What drew you to advocacy for prisoners? Let's start with you, JD. Oh,
2: yeah. So I first heard about the organization when I was at uh, U of I in Champaign and during the um, day where they kind of display all the uh, student organizations and like local clubs, um, there was a booth run by Books Prisoners and the, the, I'd heard the name somewhere. There was some volunteering event that I read about online, so name was kind of in my head and it drew me over to the table. I really didn't know that much about, like, prison reform or prison abolition movements at the time. I was just kind of curious because the name was in my head. And when I spoke to them and learned a little more, it drew me in. And I started volunteering there. And It's it's been a really, you know, rewarding and fun experience. And I'm glad to have gotten involved. And
1: was there something about the books, the books to prisoners? I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of advocacy that you can do for the incarcerated. So mm-hmm. what
2: was it about the books that drew you in? Well, I, I love reading myself and seeing people's requests always makes me, uh, you know, realize how important it is to make sure that people have the materials they want to like better themselves. You know, people are requesting things from like, like GED prep books or like, um, you get a lot of how to start a business kind of requests and also just like sci-fi fantasies are some sort of, you know, escape from the situation that they're in. I can understand wanting that. So I guess that's kind of what drew me to the book aspect. Is You kind of get like a little bit more of a personal idea of this person you're communicating with when you see like um what they're looking for and how they want to uh, improve or just cope with where they're at.
1: How about you, Jason? What drew you into this work?
0: Yeah. Um, I initially the first time I saw um, Redbird Books to Prisoners, they were tabling at a, uh, at a concert I was attending. And I thought it was really interested, interesting. So I uh, went to my first meeting and um, I was just, you know, really touched by the different letters that people got saying that they didn't have access to a library or, um, you know, that many educational resources. And, um, you know, I think that Prisoners are among, like, the most marginalized people in our society. Um, It really intersects, it, like, magnifies a lot of the issues in broader society, you know, like, um, classism and racism. Like, you're much more likely to be incarcerated if you're, uh, you know, black or brown or if you're poor, regardless of, like, you know, any kind of other, like, crime, like, even like controlling for rate of cr- um, crime, like you're more likely to be incarcerated if you are not white. So um, I just think it's really important to um, give people educational and just even even if it's not educational, just um, give people some kind of, you know, hope and relief and like, you know, let them know that people on the outside still care about them.
1: So what's the, what is Redbird? Uh, that's your name. Why Redbird Books to Prisoners? Do you know the name?
0: Um, the name predates me. I um, I actually do not know what the... the I know the Cardinal is a state board of Ohio. And um, for much of our history, we mostly focus on Ohio prisoners because there's uh, books to prisoner programs in other states. But um, for parts of our history, we were the only books to prisoner program in Ohio. So it's it's probably that um, no one that was originally like starting the group, you know, as with many grassroots groups, you know, they just kind of change over time. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
1: Do you know anything about the folks that found in 2011 this this group? Anything about them?
0: Um, yeah, it was uh, it was like a mostly kind of like anarchist, communist kind of um People with that kind of leaning. And there was also a um, anarchist Black Cross group, which is um, anarchist Black Cross is a group that sends um, books and other kinds of things to um, people who are they consider political prisoners, like people that have been arrested for, like, fracking activism or Native American activism, things like that. Um, And those groups merged. And um, I don't know, the need was just felt that, you know, there's more prisoners than just you know the political prisoners and so yeah that's it was it initially there was also a uh, prison abolitionist um like group that was most of the members as well um that kind of fell off over the years as uh, i don't know it was just you know as with any grassroots organization it's, you have to see where you're making the most difference and um we weren't making traction in that area as much as we would like. So we continued with, um, where we felt we were being most effective.
1: I hear you. So tell me, how does it work? How, um, do you get these books? Do people bring them to you? Do they mail them to you? Um, JD, why don't you tell me what happened, how you get the books, what you do with the books, how you get them to the prisoners, just the logistics actually.
2: Yeah. So, uh, People will drop off books during uh, our volunteer sessions and we'll go through them. We have to take out some books that we can't send in um, usually, but most prisons in Ohio don't accept hard covers. So we'll take those out and make sure the other books aren't like too damaged or stained. But prisons also won't take books that are stained or have a lot of like, sometimes books with a lot of annotations or like really you know, water damage or really showing its age, they'll they won't accept those books. So we take what we can send out from the donations that are given to us and we get these letters and try to meet the requests the best we can with what we have and pack it and mail it out.
1: So how do you get these requests, Jason? Um is it a Yeah letter?
0: the uh the requests are typically just um uh, letters from um prisoners. They you know we uh on our, in, on our um, catalog that we send to into the prisons, they tell people like to request by subject because often with donated books, uh, we can't provide you a specific title. But maybe if you're interested in gardening, you know, we can send you a gardening book versus like just one specific uh, title in gardening. So we get a lot of requests for, you know, books on self-help and, you know, skills to do on the outside as well.
1: How about fiction, entertainment? yeah what yeah kind? that's a
0: huge part of it as well um a lot of people like true crime and mysteries just like things to distract them from uh you know everyday realities in there mm-hmm. um and just you know every everybody kind of likes you know to be entertained so there's are those huge um requests and we probably one of the highest volumes of uh, books we send out is like mystery books mystery yeah,
2: lots so I'm uh, oh, sorry to cut you off. but Lots of like sci-fi and fantasy as well. big
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's I was telling my husband, he likes sci-fi. I said, well, let's go through your books, you know, and, and pack up another box for you guys. So people bring to your your location, which is where that people bring drop off. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, we're currently located in uh, we share space with the uh, third hand bike co-op on Fifth Avenue over in like Milo Grogan area of uh, Columbus. Um, we've been located numerous areas over the years as just, you know, any grassroots organization, it's hard to find a space to store a lot of books, you know, books take up a lot of space. Right. But that's where we currently are. And, um, we really enjoy, um, their support by, uh, you know, allowing us to be there for a pretty cheap rent. So
1: that's very cool. When I came by, um, it was a it was on the weekend wasn't it like a sunday that's one of your times and i saw only a one car in the front and it was seemed deserted and it's a neighborhood that's a, it's kind of a fringe neighborhood i wasn't sure i was by myself and i really was a little bit concerned i was at the wrong place and then my um and later on my husband came with me and we knocked on the door and then opened the door and we, and saw this whole group of people inside working on the on the books So I want to encourage people not to be um, um, intimidated or, you know, think that's not the right place. We'll make sure you have the address. What is the address again?
0: 979 East Fifth Avenue.
1: Okay. 979 East Fifth Avenue. So and what are the days that are the drop off days and times?
0: Yeah, we're there between uh, five to seven, the first and third Sunday of every month.
1: 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. First and third Sundays of every month. Yep. Okay, great. Do you take kids' books,
2: Katie? We do, to my understanding, but they're not uh, very often requested. They are sometimes, but not entirely, not very often. Okay. Talk about your zines.
1: What are they? What is a zine? Jason?
0: Yeah, a zine is basically... Um, the i guess the simplest way would be just like a little kind of almost tiny like magazine that we print um they're on various subjects we have um everything from like political thought to like you know building a straw bale like foundation uh, like homesteading kind of subjects uh, just there's a wide range of requests that we get that are uh, pretty common and it's a lot easier for us to just print a subject, like there, there are many of our zines that are written actually by uh, a couple Ohio prisoners that like, for example, one prisoner has wrote a zine called how to use the law library and it instructs people like, you know, more than just, you know, just checking out a book, like what kind of books you should look at and what subjects to like appeal your case. And um, that's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty popularly requested uh, book or a zine, I guess
1: kind of a short for magazine yeah yeah um this is carolyn harding with grassroots ohio and today i'm talking with josephine duffy and jason orabella they are both volunteers with a grassroots organization that is called redbird books to prisoners and it's all about getting your donated books to prisoners in their hands so they can read while they're incarcerated I did notice when I looked at your facebook page that there were pictures of prison abolition. So that was kind of part of the beginnings of your organization no longer and what does prison abolition actually mean? Jason.
0: Yeah, um I guess prison abolition is something that's scary to a lot of people. Um you know, especially people like outside of activist circles because you know crime is you know nobody likes having things stolen from them or You know, bad things to happen, but it's much more about um, recognizing that, you know, people are people. And even if you don't believe in prison abolition, the current status quo is that most people in prison are going to be released at some point. And um, our current prisons, most people would agree, are really inhumane and they don't do a lot to rehabilitate people. And make them, you know, better citizens and better neighbors in our communities. Um, so, prison abolition is about really, really taking people and having them, you know, treating them as humans and making them better citizens and deal with crime in a way that is not just um, concentrating them and putting them in situations which often make them, you know, more violent and more marginalized and treating them, you know, as humans.
2: How about you, JD? Yeah. To kind of build off of that. A lot of the requests we get are requests for things like um, maybe financial management or self-help or uh, help looking for a job once you're out of prison, uh, how to start your own business. And when I see requests like that, I'm like, people wouldn't be asking for these things if they were, available to them within the prison. Like clearly prisons aren't providing these resources that people need in order to um, you know, be a part of the community outside of prison. Um and readjust to like life outside of that. So yeah, it's it's frustrating. And so what we do is kind of helping to address that problem in the way that we can.
1: Yeah, I always wonder why we don't have like a two year college program for the prisons for the prisoners so that folks could actually get programs where they could actually get a job when they, you know, get out of, of prison. That would be something to work for, I think. Um, but with this, with, oh yeah, Jason, go ahead.
0: There were uh, many of these programs, um, but over the years they've been, uh, defunded. They've been shown actually to decrease recidivism a lot. You know, if you show people that you care about them and give them a skill, they're, a lot like more likely to be successful after prison and not have to restore resort to, uh, you know, things that, you know, aren't good for our society, like, you know, drug use and, and, you know, things that just aren't, aren't productive. But if you don't give people a outlet, um, to, you know, it's really hard to be employed after you've been in, in prison. So that's one of the big, um, struggles for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I think that we all the well with the highly gerrymandered Ohio State House, which is leaning way right. Um, is there any hope or movement towards this kind of prison reform, education, rehabilitation that you guys have heard of or know of?
0: Unfortunately, a lot of the programs that even existed recently were um, cut during the pandemic. Um, there are still some programs. I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but I know one of the uh, programs in Ohio teaches people how to work in fisheries. And I believe that one still exists. There was a program teaching people to work with like support dogs. Um, I do not know the status of that program, um, but a lot of the like higher educational programs have been cut over the years.
1: The last thing we should be doing, right? Right. I mean, if you think about uh, folks that are coming out of prison, oftentimes they're let out at, a, at an awful time of the day. And do they have enough money to be able to, and a place to go? Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're just, they're just let go. And, and it's like, oh, s- sink or swim, you know? And it's like, I feel like we, our society needs to help our, uh, the most vulnerable people transition into a a, a, a sustainable life so so i would like to know how our listeners can help you guys out what do you need you need books right <laughs> definitely okay so what happens if they're not in columbus people aren't in columbus maybe they're in cleveland or they're in cincinnati
2: what could they do um people can also do, donate uh money because we need that to pay to use the space, but also to pay for shipping books because lots of books can be heavy and that'll add up when it comes to shipping costs.
1: So you need some funding, you need funding. And you guys are not a um, 501c3. So, you know, it's, you, no, one's going to get a tax write-off, but they're going to help a really worthy cause. And can people find where to donate on your Facebook page?
0: I believe there is a link. If there's not a link currently, I will put one soon after this interview.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good. Excellent. Um, Also, what about volunteers? Do you guys need some volunteers to help with the books? J.D.? I
2: mean, certainly. Extra help would be welcome. Okay.
1: Okay. And do you guys work with librarians at all? I mean, do most prisons have libraries or no libraries? Do you send your books to prisons that don't have libraries or do most of them have a library? Jason?
0: Um, Most, the state of prisons is kind of, the state of prison libraries kind of depends on what kind of facility you're in. In Ohio, we do have uh, private prisons and, uh, you know, it depends if you're in a state facility, a federal facility, or a private um, private prison. Private prisons would uh, probably have the worst library. Um, overall speaking, we did we were reached out recently by a um, prison and uh, prison librarian who said they have a really um, they basically have no books and we have been in contact with them to try and donate some of our hardbacks that we can't send to individual pr- uh, prisoners. Um, but maybe we can get them into the prison library that way.
1: Okay. And um, JD, can you reiterate what kind of books you're getting the most requests for?
2: Uh, I have a little list that we have on a flyer um,
1: of right. some of our like
2: high demand and then maybe like high demand but low frequency of donation kind of books. So some of those might be like a lot of business and investing requests, um, fantasy and sci-fi, a lot of history, a lot of media, like maybe books about music history or film history. Lots of people ask for foreign language learning, learning Spanish. We get a lot. Trade skills or like how to draw. Any other ones off the top of your head, Jason?
0: Those are, you probably touched on most of the, most common requests I think that's a good list
2: oh graphic novels too like graphic novels and manga those very rarely get donated but people like those oh that's good to know my son loves them <laughs> and I wanted to, he's he's been living
1: in California for a couple of years so it's time to clear out his room <laughs> 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 anyways what is your Facebook page name how do, how do people find you just Redbird Prison Redbird, Go ahead.
0: Redbird uh, books to prisoners Straightforward.
1: Okay. And I'd like to ask you both what's been your biggest insight from the work you've done with Redbird, Books to Prisoners? What's been one of your biggest insights? Let's start with you, JP.
2: Yeah. Something about like working with getting the letters, it, it gives you kind of like a connection with a specific person. You can see like what their interests are or like how maybe they're trying to improve themselves or maybe just like find some sort of escapism and sometimes I'll get letters that are akin to my own like hobbies and interests Uh, I literally just got a letter at Redbird that was asking for books about uh, cosplay like how to design cosplay that I cosplay myself and that was such a specific thing I was like oh my goodness it really makes you think you know about these people that are still people that have just been kind of put aside you know kind of acting like they you know people they're putting for them and the, most of society just kind of acts like they don't exist but they're still people I and they deserve these resources that they don't have so to be able to provide that to people is very it's special and you get that little connection with someone Nice. How about you, Jason?
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that really touches me is um, actually to piggyback off, off of an earlier comment. One of the most requested things is dictionaries. And uh, a lot of people have pretty low um, literacy level um, when they're requesting books. And it's really nice to know that, you know, you're you're helping people, you know, connect with language and build, build that skill, you know, at reading really does improve, you know, a lot of skills um, in your day-to-day, you know, builds your vocab, it builds your mastery of the English language, which can help you in a lot of ways to get a job. And I think one thing that really touches as well is, um, you know, that we get a lot of repeat requests from prisoners and thank you letters. And that's um, always really touching to know that, you know, um, that we're prisoners feel like we're making a difference that, you know, someone cares about them.
1: Yeah, I when I've been following Connie Hammond's weekly newsletter, and you guys have seen your little blurb about pickups for books for, I mean, probably a couple of years. And um, I just said, you know what, I want to reach out to you guys. I'm so glad to hear more about what you do. And I encourage our listeners to go through their books, especially those books that uh, they have high needs for. And um, box them up, and take them to take them to the main main street address. What did, again? What is this address, Jason?
0: Nine seventy nine East Fifth Avenue. East Fifth Avenue. Sorry.
1: Yeah. All right. I just have time for one more sentence. What's your top ask of our viewers and listeners, Jason?
0: I guess just don't forget about people. You know that. You know people. I don't know. I guess I'll I'll defer to JD. I don't really okay. have a, a great top ask. Okay. I mean I think, think
1: just don't
2: forget is a good one. Yeah. And JD. I was gonna say the exact same thing. I think don't forget about people stuff a lot. And of course, come drop off a book.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio with Jason Orabella and JD Duffy volunteers with Red Bird Books to Prisoners. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN, Grassroot Ohio also airs on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM fm 92798.3 in Columbus, and at 4 p.m. at WEJPLP in Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia. You can find all of our shows on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.